welcome to episode 22 of The Hive and we've our usual panel back uh, today, Joe Dodds and Lorna Leeson and um, we're going to be talking about returning to work and um, we're having to be a bit agile and on our toes at the moment to think about what the topics for these hives are going to be Uh, but we are trying our best to keep up with changes in guidelines and so today's topic is how to navigate the changing government guidelines um, from a business perspective. So um, who wants to kick off? Lorna. Oh, that's dangerous. That's dangerous because you know I've probably got a rant in here. I'm going to try and keep it. You're sounding quite calm at the moment. I know. It's funny, isn't it? When I've got a rant, I go, "Mm." (laughs) this is back to our um, how do we navigate uncertainty almost. It almost feels in lots of ways like the very beginning of lockdown when it came out of the blue and people were scrambling to... Um, deploy people and figure out which jobs could be done remotely and how do we equip them and what do I do and it almost feels a a little bit like that and I can see in some people just their reaction to this potential it's almost like a trauma thing isn't it it's like oh hang on don't make me do that again don't make me go there again Mm. I thought I was coming out of it so I think there's a big piece in here around navigating uncertainty And I think the things that we said in relation to that in podcast number one. And again, and and again, (laughs) we've done, we've come back to it a few times, haven't we? Yeah. Then there is the, um, I think this is exposing something that lots of businesses and HR teams can sometimes fall into the trap of doing, which is we take our strategic lead or our plan uh, based on, what the law says and we do it in lots of different times we talked about doing it in redundancy for Mm. example we do what the law says and if we do what the law says we'll be all right whereas if you think about the legal requirement as the baseline and what's your approach with your people what do your people need and want what's the kind of working environment and culture that you want to have I think there's something in that that's a bit of a buffer for this so I'm working with a number of organizations who took the decision a while ago um I was talking to a chief exec, for example, last week, and he said to me, Lorna, even when we're through this and we know that's going to be some way away, and this was before the government announcement, and they were quite pressing with their view on this, he said, we'll probably be a 50% remote working organisation in the future, and we need to start shaping the way that we lead and manage our people in line with that, and we need to be okay with it. So we're talking about designing their people's strategy with that in, in mind. So it was funny, when the announcement came they were straight on it they just said the only change we need to make here is we're closing head office we've taken that decision um so before it was an optional if you want to come in you can meet teams customers there now we're afraid it's not open for the foreseeable we've taken that decision everything else that we're doing still applies it felt like a much more agile um move for them Mm. whereas another organization that i know which has just been so fixed in their mindset that work is what you do in the office and if you're not in the office you're not doing work and there's been emailed employees the week before the announcement we're all going to go back on october the first and the employees had actually answered a survey saying we don't want to it's too it's not the what the office it's the travel and everything else Hmm. we've mandated it and now they've taken another four days to unmandate it and they're still in denial those types of that kind of mindset will it won't serve you well it's going to confuse so i think if you can rise above i'm only going to take my direction from what the government's saying and think about what's the right thing to do and i say that a lot Mm. it will serve you 
Mm. Well, we certainly saw, didn't we, at the very beginning of this, actually the business world preempted the government guidance. Because, you know, the business world started locking down before yeah. it was officially announced as yeah. such. Um, and so the, the business world has actually taken a lead in many ways as to what they want to do in terms of doing right by their people. But Picking up on this point, Joe, um, coming back to one of your favourite recurring themes of these podcasts, which is about treating people as individuals, there's been there's there's a lot being written and a lot being talked about in terms of or was being talked about in terms of the return, particularly from the point of view of those people whose work home lives, home environments don't enable them to work from home easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this does present another set of problems for those people who perhaps were thinking, hallelujah, I haven't got to carry on working with my laptop perched on my knee anymore. Um, I can get back to to work and I can have the infrastructure around me to help. So what what do businesses need to do to try to take all these things into account, do you think, Jo? Well, I, I think, you know, as you said, my ongoing thing is always it's, you know, what works for individuals as well as for the business. And, and you know, to Lorna's point, one of the things that's frustrating me in the world at the moment, not just in the business world, is exactly what you've just said about following the, the rules or using the rules as the, the thing. So, you know, even if you think forget business at the moment, you think, you know, people sort of say well you can do that and you can't do that and then it'll be fine and I keep sort of thinking well hang on the virus doesn't follow the rules (laughs) it doesn't know what the rules are it just does what it does so saying oh well I'm going to do this because I'm allowed to have six people or I'm allowed to go and do whatever um feels to me like um we're doing what we're told we're allowed to do so we do it and and I I keep applying the rule of is it necessary so I could go back to choir because it looks like it's going to be starting in the next few weeks but actually is it necessary for me to go in a room albeit distance but from like 92 other people <laughs> to sing you know I can sing on my own I don't need to be there at the moment I don't think it's necessary and I think it's a bit like that with the organizations going back to Lorna's example you know when you're looking at what you do as an organization with your people and you know you decide what the policies are and, and the working practices firstly is it necessary <laughs> so the whole is it necessary to be in the office uh, for some people it might be whether that's because of the type of work that they do or as you said joe their sort of circumstance at home it might be albeit they can't be at the moment but you know how can you make your sort of work situations such that those people who feel it is necessary can do that and people who don't don't um and you know just the other thing that's frustrating me as well is that a lot of organizations are sort of like trying to snap back to what they were doing before i mean we we laughed at the beginning and everyone's laughed about that new normal uh but you know this is such an opportunity to to have a, a different way of doing things that suits the business suits the people suits the way that our lives are now compared to you know what we've been doing which has been the same for like decades mm. and yet some organizations are really embracing that and some are just saying oh no we must do blah, blah, blah. and it's some of it's down to not trusting people or thinking in old ways or whatever else there's loads of different reasons why that's happening but i'm just i'm just so frustrated and sad that people aren't grasping this as an opportunity to do things differently mm. you know once you've analyzed what what's possible what that different might be yeah. so there's a need then isn't there to interpret the phrase if you can work from home mm. you've got to you've got to interpret that reasonably broadly yes and that's 
said, isn't it, really? They haven't said you must work from home, which is what they said months ago. Mm. They've come up with something that isn't quite as broad. But as you say, unscrupulous companies are going to say, well, you can't in lots of cases when you can, aren't they? Mm. Mm. And that's the frustration. It's not all that different to where it was at the beginning of lockdown, because, of course, if you worked in a, you know, there was this essential worker piece, right? So if you worked in a, and there was a whole piece to Navigator and there were lots of businesses who were trying to convince people that, you know, like chocolate making was an essential or, you know, whatever it was that was, was an essential piece. And there was lots of people who were going, no, making designer pants isn't essential. I think no. the chocolate possibly well, was, though, to be fair. Chocolate, like, um, yeah, that was the wrong example. <laughs> yeah, Always very bad, bad example. Chocolate bad and example. gin factories. Um, so, um, well, Lorna's been drinking hand sanitizer for the last six months. <laughs> this is my favourite her local that, gin that, supplier. <laughs> I actually have run out of gin. I'm not even kidding. Anyway, um, <laughs> that there was there was still an element of needing to interpret 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 if you were essential or not mm. like apply your common sense but more than that think about your people as mm. well as your customers and your bottom line mm. um and what's going to get the best out of them there are a lot of people who are still very worried and anxious about getting on public transport yeah. being in a space where lots of other people are there are mm. still people who are actually just going out into the world for the first time right now people who've been shielding people who are related to people who've been shielding um and I think it's quite easy when you've been at the top of an organisation and maybe you found ways to meet, you know, your CFO remotely for a coffee or pop into the office and you've sat six feet away and you think, oh, it's not so bad. But there are people in some really precarious situations. Yeah. I think the other thing, and, and I've, again, in sort of personal life, I, I've had this happen, happening and I'm sort of extrapolating it back into the business world. Again, thinking about individual situations. It's that sort of... Um, peer pressure or pressure you know other people are doing stuff so some people have been out and about doing everything they wanted to all along and actually some of those people don't believe there's even a problem <laughs> and that then puts some pressure on people to do the same so again a personal example my daughter plays netball they're playing in a, a league which is another town away and I'm the only mother that hasn't sent her back because I don't think it's necessary <laughs> and you know maybe I'm being overly protective and everything else but it, it just feels like it's not necessary at the moment why would we do it when we don't have to? She's playing netball locally. She doesn't have to go to another area with an adult league with people who are working in all sorts of, works of walks of life coming to play that match. But I'm the only per parent who's done it. So I'm feeling like I'm holding her back and I should do something differently, but I don't want to. And how does that work in organisations? Again, you know, some people are absolutely fine. They're happy to go on public transport. They're happy to go back into the office and other people aren't. But where does that balance of influence sit and it sits with the people who are setting policies and and making decisions and 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 you know working with the people and they've got to be aware of all of those complicated um you know individual situations and thoughts and how that works uh, across the whole organization not just individuals or themselves so in terms of uh, summarizing our guidance as to how how to navigate changing government guidelines take individual circumstances into account interpret the guidelines broadly without taking them too rigid use them as a baseline not an instruction mm. yeah and use it as an, 
and use it as an opportunity to to think about what could be and how you could be different in mm. the future rather than assuming you've got to work out a way to carry on doing everything as you used to and just compromise in the short term because it might not be that you have to do that you might be able to do something completely different which would be even better for everybody yeah ask your people employee voice mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> lovely thank you Lorna Joe. That's great. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening.